Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Roger Roger. As always, I'm Derek. This is Charles here, guys. Super excited to get into another mm-hmm. best and worst here on the Roger Ooh. Roger podcast. Giving it away fast. <laughs> Didn't even make him wait. Well, you know, <laughs> D- Derek, I, I mean, today's a very special day. And I mean, we're, we're, we've moved yeah. on in Star Wars lore. We've done all of the prequels. We did the Bad Batch. And this, you know, on the timeline, maybe the closest movie. Well, actually, probably. No, I think so. The, you know, well, the next. And you could go back in time. <laughs> I, I think, you know, episode right. three is going to be the. Chronologically. Like, chronologically. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is probably next in terms of the story. Uh, maybe Solo might go around here somewhere. Mm. These might be Solo times. Uh, yeah, you might be right trying to think when solo takes place if you haven't guessed already we're talking about rogue one today we are talking about solo Solo. it's got to take place before rogue one obviously and then it's not but after the death star isn't because the empire is a thing yeah yeah so okay well it's the second movie after all these shenanigans and it's a at the time it was a important movie because it was the first to test out this idea of a new star wars you know before there was a tv universe there was just these huge movies and this came out oh man i'm trying to remember when this came out did it come out before or after rise of skywalker i mean um the last uh, jedi no you mean the sec the you know what i'm talking about episode oh i thought you were talking about episode episode it came out after seven but i think it came out before eight so yeah so people were still you know there wasn't as many critics of the star of the disney star wars as there was after last jedi so it was like okay well disney came out with this movie and everyone you know was digging it it was it was good at least you know there was maybe some people out there that (laughs) wanted more but it was overall successful no out of um out of uh force awakens force awakens yeah but it looked good it was flashy people were okay with it and now all of a sudden we're getting rogue one which they called a star wars story which i've always liked that title because it is it's like it's just a star wars story it's kind of cool i've always liked that yeah i mean did i mean did they call solo a star wars story as well i believe they did yeah, so this was kind of like a new thing that they were doing, and it's. it's I, when, I remember when this was announced, I was actually kind of excited. I was like, yes, like we don't need these trilogies that are forced to be like, oh, you're the son of this person, and the, the enemy of this person, and you're mm-hmm. force sensitive, and you're force sensitive. It's like, let's just make really fun, cool, adventurous movies. Modern day, modern tech, modern marvels of cinema through the lens of Star Wars, which we're kind of getting now in the TV world. Uh, yeah, with it was a bit too out. risky to, <laughs> to do in the movies, as we maybe <laughs> have found out here. But it, it's, uh, I it's, don't know. It's nice and this safe in TV. Office. Yeah, but it was a box office uh, office success for sure. It was the second it. highest grossing film of 2016. 
20th highest grossing film of all time. Yeah, grossed over one right. billion dollars. Received two Oscar nominations for best sound mixing and best visual effects. So, overall success. Right. Another interesting fact is this is one of the most expensive movies, expensive movies ever Asterisk. made. Sitting sitting at about number 31 but at the time it was made hardly on the list at the time it was made though it was way higher it's just now that we've got all these avengers movies and even all these star wars movies every star wars Mm. movie that came after it was more expensive than this one so you know those all add up quite a bit but still for any every movie ever made this is the 31st most expensive to date as you of got right Disney now. and Star Wars. That's a which is a, a, a pretty deep darn expensive. <laughs> yeah, but when you gross a billion dollars, I guess you just three hundred million is somewhat. nothing. Yeah, and then plus all like the merchandising merch. and all these other things. Although I don't really know who's getting the merch for this for this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, just more Star Wars stuff out there. Just yeah. keeps it in your mind. Yeah, Jin or so. I don't know. How many action Jin Orso action <laughs> figures are flying off? Well, the I feel like I guarantee I haven't looked it up, but I guarantee there's an action figure of her with those like katanas on her back. Mm. For you know when she had that on for like 20 minutes, that's it. I I'd get an Orson an Krennic action figure because I, I think he's probably my favorite character. So Krennic I, is yeah, he's good. So I, I, I'd get a Krennic action figure for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say for sure, but if I saw it on sale, I would get it. <laughs> If the price was right, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking Rogue One today, guys. We're doing a best and worst. Best and worst. For those of you that aren't familiar, we are going to share two to three of our favorite things about the movie each, and two to three of our least favorite things about the movie each. So that'll be somewhere between four to six of our best and worst moments, things, ideas. It's a pretty vague description of what a thing you can list as a best or a worst is here some have been very nebulous in the past because you know we don't want to say the same thing there's so many like rogue one for me there's obviously plenty of standout things that people would consider best and and i I had a harder time coming up with worst which is you know one of the nicest things i could say about this movie and Mm -hmm. i have seen it this would be my third time seeing it. i saw it once in theaters i saw it once when i was a few years ago I mean, I just saw it yesterday, so I am all caught up on this movie. Ooh. I think and... I've seen it four times. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. and At least, actually. It might be five. I think I was more excited for this movie than I was, like, some of those, like, main sequel trilogy movies. I just thought... Absolutely. You know, the, I like, would agree. Because that's what I really wanted, I think, out of episode seven was just this new creative energy. And, yeah. you know, that's what this kind of promised on and in many cases delivered. Um, we'll get more into it as we talk about the movie. But I, I don't know, Derek, are we ready to just get started with our best and worst of Rogue One, a Star Wars story? Absolutely. Let's do it. You want to start or me? Uh, you can go first. All right. So let's do a best first. Now, I have a feeling you might jump on board with this conversation because it's the visuals. Oh, Um, yes. See, mine was, I just called it cinematography. 
That's good. See, mine, I went visuals for a little broader of a reason than that, because cinematography is in there. Mm. Um, we also have the set design, the fact that I think there was some real model work. The costumes were on point. The look of this movie, everything about it was yeah. really, really oh, good. Oh, yeah. The, and not, and then I didn't even mention the CG. It act, it's some of the better Star Wars CG out there. It's it holds up. Nothing looks too cheesy. No, and you know here's the thing. We'll talk about um, actually whatever. So even uh, Uncanny Valley Tarkin, mm. I don't think is Uncanny Valley. People say Interesting. that. Interesting. I think he looks pretty good. He <laughs> looks like he's from a video game, and it's not like creepy enough that you don't like acknowledge it it's just it's there and you know and i've actually watched this with two people who didn't notice until i pointed it out interesting interesting so that well that's just i a have a lot mine. to say about tarkin but we may have to save that for the worst oh, category whoa, whoa. <laughs> but for that's, best all right okay. for best though wow. i am gonna narrow that in and say cinematography like you said mm-hmm. this is an insanely gorgeous movie and that's something i've continually appreciated more and more about this movie as i've watched it i i have i think my overall opinion of this movie unfortunately decreases with every rewatch but i never lose sight of the cinematography this is one of the best looking star wars movies ever made i mean it really justifies that like 31st most expensive movie ever made it's really gorgeous and we're talking these scenes where we go on like the beach and you have the stormtroopers and the at-at walkers and x-wings it's like tropical but also like like um mechanical private ryan battles but with stormtroopers it's like so it's so beautiful you get to go to mustafa you get to go to the like all these like on location shots that were filmed and then like you said all the practical effects with the miniatures and things it's like Mm -hmm. wow all these different scenes that we get to are just absolutely stunning and then to see a lot of these because a lot of the empire all that tech and the star destroyer it like from the original trilogy it's got a very retro vibe and they what i loved about rogue one is they committed to that retro look but made it super clean and bright and high def. And the combination of the retro and the high def is stunning. It's it's like Mm -hmm. so good. I I was just overall impressed with how excellent this movie looks and the cinematographer for this movie earned their paycheck a hundred times. They should get him back, really. No, there are a couple of scenes, like you said, on Scarif, there's some really awesome scenes. One of my favorites is where... um, the ATAT comes through the fog immediately, mm-hmm. and then they all look up. That's really cool. Just the, the whole, like you said, saving Ryan battle on the beach with the tower citadel in the background. There's another one on, um, it's not Jakku. What is it? It's, uh, it's um, what's the, the plant uh, with the planet? giants, with the statues? It's like deserty. Uh, hold on. Jetta. Uh, it's a moon. Oh, you're talking yeah. about where uh, Saw Gerrera lived right. and where Jedi. the the um the Will's temple was and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep, yep. So yep. I mean, you could the there's one scene where the sh- their ship is landing and it kind of spirals down through, um, 
like a cave, an open cave, and that la- it, it, the cinematography is just it, like you said, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But also, I think more set pieces or more landscapes zoomed out. There were a lot of really cool planetary shots that I really like, like the opening where you see, fly by a planet with rings, and there's a smoky mm. planet with, uh, you know, all from space, and everything just looks fantastic. Right. Another I think thing that, that I really enjoyed that they did a good job of in episode seven as well but I think they nailed even more in this movie, was the sense of scale. When you have stormtroopers standing next to AT-ATs, like with Star Destroyers in orbit, like just to see a massive Star Destroyer and some a person standing on the beach looking up at it is Mm -hmm. incredible, incredible. And then to, of course, like see people running away from these giant machines and like trying to shoot them and the walkers are just shrugging off the rocket blasts and things like that everything's exploding everything's shooting like things they just couldn't show or do in the original trilogy that um and then you have the prequel trilogy which relied so heavily on cgi and then to have this movie that was like like you said a nice mix absolutely incredible like the first shot of the Death Star, you pan from, I think it's the window to a Star Destroyer, I think a practical Star Destroyer, up to the Death Star, which was such a cool shot. And there was another really cool shot after the laser hit Jetta City mm-hmm. and the uh, Rogue, it wasn't Rogue One, but the Rogue One crew escaped. It c- follows them for a bit and then focuses a little further up. On the Death Star, the, like the camera movements. I know it's not really camera movements, but the digital um, portrait, I guess, is it's fantastic in so many different shots. And it really like blends to the feel of the movie, which I think feels very good at most times. Right, right. It does. It's um, mm-hmm. it's it's stunning. It, it's the highlight of this movie for me by far is to yeah. go back and just watch these action scenes and see the empire and see the guys poking on the computers and then you go into the rebel right. ship and it's reminiscent of a new hope but it just looks so much more vibrant yeah. the vibrancy that it brings to some of these retro things in the original trilogy is, right. is yeah. where it really shines and it's like what i would Death love star. to see more of in future star wars Mm-hmm. Like the like you said, the Death Star, Yavin Four, all of that stuff, where they're at the council table, everything looks and has that weird retro like seventies computer vibe to it, but still now, every, it just it looks incredible. And I think that just the sets also are turned up a notch. I think all the costumes you see, the Rebel costumes you see, um, the Empire, the Imperial costumes, and even all the main characters' looks are really good. They're all very specific to the character, and I think a lot of thought was put into that. And this, for me, like I said, it's more visuals in general than just specifically cinematography. And I think that really goes a long way in my, you know, and some of the new designs of ships and stuff. You see a lot of new stuff, even though it's got a retro feel, like you mentioned, and especially in a lot of the Rebel attire like you see every once in a while you see one of those old school guys with the silly helmets but then you cut to more guys in more gorilla camo stuff it's just very cool yeah it's super cool and the best parts of very cool by far very Very cool cool. (laughs) very cool i didn't even mean to do that (laughs) 
<laughs> all you red letter media fans out there huge influence for us but anyway so that's the best and we shared that one so with two bests out of the way do we jump into a worst now i think it makes sense all right well i already hinted at one of mine you brought it up and that is the deep fakes I find the deep fakes in this movie and Leia. I find the deep fakes to be in very poor taste. I can't ethically, ethically, or like, look, I can't fully explain it. I just watch it and I see the faces of these dead actors, and I think it is in poor taste. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe no, I'm in okay. a minority. I'm not I, saying don't do yeah. it. And yes, you know, um, oh gosh, what's her name that played Princess Leia? I can't believe I'm, don't kill me fans. Uh, <laughs> what's her name, Derek? Like the fact that she was alive. Carrie Fisher. Yeah, Carrie Fisher was alive during this movie. She got to see Rogue One. She fully endorsed it. I remember reading that. She loves seeing herself in the movie. And that's great and all. But Peter well, yeah, Cushing. Especially like super young. Peter Cushing died in 1994, okay? The guy's been dead for a very long time. When by the, time, by the time this movie, yeah, by the time this movie came out and to see his full face and performance and his voice like he had there was no way he could consent to this happening it it would be one thing if it was like a character that was like a Darth Maul type that could be played by anybody but it's so obviously Peter Cushing's face hey the Darth Maul guy did a lot of um, choreography choreography. I agree 100% but it's not his likeness you know it's so different when they're recreating Peter Cushing's face specifically ethically I have to say I agree with you it's in poor taste it's not it's it's weird they own somebody's likeness but this is not But do new. they though is the is the question that As I have. the character? Yes. But they they can't dress him up as anything but but Tarkin. like you know this I'm sure I I, I want to say that there was some back and forth with his estate on some kind of compensation or something cuz it leads to again all these ethical things. Oh, I think of, they should have thrown the state a bone. Well, sure. I'm, I'm sure they did. I, I don't know for sure. Uh, but um, all I know for sure is that there's... Oh, yes. The estate owners were heavily involved with the creation, which took place more than 20 years after Cushing died, to resurrect okay. the actor. Uh, created a great deal of controversy about the ethics. I agree. Um, Everybody was on board? Yeah, so apparently they did work with the estate to make it happen, which is good. And I'm not saying that what they did was wrong. To me, I would just never do it. I don't know why he would dig this guy up from the grave. This movie's already too long. It's over two hours long. It's a bit bloated. They didn't need Grand Moff Tarkin. So the idea to, like, dig him out of the grave and recreate his face to have him do some uncanny valley performance, it felt very creepy, and it set weird (laughs) precedents for me for movies. And now actors have to negotiate in their contract. It's like, oh, you can't just like dangle me from strings via cgi deepfakes after i'm gone and keep making like iron man movies for a thousand years with robert downey jr's face you know it's like Mm -hmm. it's 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 weird it's weird and peter cushing is like a really classic actor you know he acted alongside christopher lee many times this guy is 
old school proper English actor. I I just don't know how he would react thespian. to be a thespian. Exactly. I just don't know how he would react to being forced a, 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 without his yeah, consent into this like movie. Alec I mean, kudos to Disney for working with the estate. Like, if you are going to deep fake a dead person into a movie, I guess they did it as quote ethically as they could have but i think the most ethic thing to do is like just leave them be man like leave them okay now with tarkin specifically i agree uh it's kind of sketch but i'm pretty fine with it um but also um do you really think it from just a visual sense do you do you really dislike how it looked I or think there's a little take... look. This was one of the first times that Disney pulled a stunt like this, and they've gotten yeah. way better at it now. I mean, they had um, they had Samuel Jackson in Captain Marvel looking thirty years younger the entire movie, and this they could only show him for like a few moments, and they filmed it like it was this big reveal, right? That he was in it, and they showed yeah. him off, but not for long. It, for me, it did have a bit. Of an uncanny valley, I think they did an excellent job, but it is CGI. It is kind of weird, like the way okay. that they shot it, the way he kind of <sighs> shimmers, the way the light doesn't hit him just yeah. right. He looks but weirdly it is very HD. convincing. It is yeah. very convincing, and of course nowadays they they've put all kinds of actors' faces um, on anything, re-aged, yeah, de-aged. Yeah. I don't know how many times they've actually chosen a dead actor to put insert into Probably a more movie than we'd expect. um i don't think it's happened that much i know like the fast and the furious movies i think they did that with paul walker um, Ooh, that's kind of in poor taste but, even more than this yeah but those movies aren't no you know whatever about fast and the furious but i think people genuinely liked that i think All right. um but i don't know for, for this it made it weirded me out and i think they've kind of steered away from this and remember when carrie fisher died they had to do this whole thing about how they weren't going to deep fake her because everyone was kind of up in arms of like, you can't put her in this last movie like as pure CGI because people I think are uncomfortable by it. So yeah, I, I think that. the fact that this kind of clouds this movie is unfortunate. And given how bloated the movie was and how minor of a role he played i just don't think you ever needed to do it well that's kind of my stance on it ethically it's a little eh but i don't really care visually (laughs) i think it was pretty fair you know it it was it was good for the time it was still okay now it looked it looked like a really good video game and whatever it was a convincing deep fake especially at the time like the first time they Mm -hmm. did it in a movie yeah, like I said, I've watched this on movie. two occasions with people that really were like, I thought he was, it looked a little weird, but I couldn't pinpoint it. Yeah, know? exactly. Until you Uncanny Valley it. is what I'm saying. It's this yeah, idea of like something's not But Uncanny not quite... Valley creeps you out. This didn't creep <laughs> This out. creeped me out. This well, was creepy. Uh, but for, because you thought about it like ethically and morally. Because <laughs> I'm like, this That's is a where, dead yeah, guy who can't consent to being in this yeah. movie. I if agree. He, yeah. If he was alive, they would have had to go through this whole contract dispute and they would have gotten paid all kinds of money but now it's like oh now that he's dead and we own his life we can do technically, anything yeah. let's see what we can if we can get away with this and my weird. major thing with this was it was just totally unnecessary it could have just been a different governor you know he happened to be the one on the death star so i guess it makes sense from a canon point of view mm. but it could have been anybody right right 
All right. Well, let's so keep the waste, show So why waste, you know rolling. what I mean? Let's why waste all of this money? I agree. I, look, they did a good job and it's set, I mean, they've been able they've done it right now, which is they just use it to change the age of an actor's face, but it's still the actor performing. They haven't I don't I don't think Disney's done it on someone that has died since Tarkin. I don't think they have. I could be wrong. Maybe they did some stuff with Leia, but uh, I don't. It's only stuff they needed to. Like, yeah, yeah, I think they used a lot of what they already shot with her and mm-hmm. like edited it in. They they didn't like Fair create enough. the character after she died yeah. and deep faked her in using oh, a different well, actress. Yeah. So your thoughts on Leia? I thought she looks even better than Tarkin. Uh, I thought n- n- no. I I don't know. I, I thought it was obviously like fake, and it was weird to well, it see. Had it had to be fake. She's she's <laughs> but, like she was seventy or something. It's <laughs> uncanny valley. Still, again, I was like, this is not necessary. It's kind of weird. With her, it's better though because Carrie Fisher was alive, and like they were able to talk it but out. That's a, and, uh, and but that's a Carrie cameo Fisher that actually is worth it. having. And it was a cameo that was worth having, and it's right. hard. Tarkin it's not wasn't. like Darth Vader, where again it could be anybody. It had to be. Carrie Fisher's face and I you know I was happy to see her in the movie I thought it was you know clever it's weird that it comes off of like some incredibly depressing stuff but I mean it it works and it is a movie about hope and I couldn't think of anything more hopeful than seeing Princess Leia get the plans for the Death Star knowing the iconic scenes that come at the beginning of A New Hope it's like to see that torch starting to be carried at the end of this movie going into a new hope was very cool so i appreciated the sentiment i was just so distracted by the deep fakes and the (laughs) ethics around deep fakes was like disney's going to own people well after they die and will continue to abuse them long after they're dead and it's just holding on to mickey for over 100 years or something Yes, they have changed copyright law just so they can continue to own Mickey, keep him out of the public domain. They're not paying Scarlett Johansson. Like, anytime there's some innovation, Disney's like, can we not have to pay actors to do this? (laughs) Like, can we not have to pay actors for streaming revenue? Can we not have to pay actors after they're dead? And we can have the technology to make it seem like they're still alive and acting um, so yeah, very well, everything just basically becomes a cartoon then. You know, so. <laughs> well, th- this isn't a, a deep fakes episode discussion. This is a best and worst, and we're already pretty deep into episodes. So, do you want to well, share just quick a worst? question? Quick question: yeah. Would you rather a deep? Let's say they did another Star Wars movie with like Luke in it. Um, would you rather a de-aged Mark Hamill, or let's say Mark Hamill's dead, a totally fake? I want a totally D- new actor playing Luke Skywalker. Uh, totally new. And it can be know. someone that looks similar, but it's like, let's just have someone new play the role. It's a new era. It's a new show or movie or whatever. Like, we don't need to then bring Mark Hamill in and de No, do him. a new character then. Do a new character even better. Yes, and and I once agree Mark Hamill but... dies, which hopefully never happens, but if it does, why resurrect his corpse to make mandalorian season 30 when we can just put a new actor in the role give him a blonde wig put him in a black tunic and send him out there i think it's fine if i want to see luke i want to see luke (laughs) i don't want to but if i want to see somebody new and doing a whole different story 
I do think that's even better. I also, but every once in a know, while, I don't think there I would like, have been any yeah. problem with casting someone else to be Tarkin that looked like the guy. Yeah, that also is something that could have been done too. I know. I'm I think not saying that's the cut. right thing to yeah. do, but my thing was like, cut it out. Like, yeah. he doesn't need to be in there. This movie's too long as it is at like two sure. hours and 15 minutes. Just cut him out. Uh, but that's just me. But I'm, I have nothing against casting lookalike actors even if it's obviously not the same person it's like that's a more tasteful thing to do than to try and resurrect someone pixel for pixel that's just me though it's fair but all right what are we on do you want do you want to do a worst or did we overlap and you want to do a best now oh no i could do it i forgot what we were on it Um, was my first worst yeah okay so I hate to always do this. I think a lot of my worst over the course of the best and worst episodes uh-huh. uh, is dialogue. Oh, yeah. I have a significant issue with the dialogue <laughs> in this movie. One of my worst was just the screenplay. Yeah. Horrible. So mm-hmm. bad. <laughs> it becomes more and more noticeable as I right. watch the movie. So like, you want to smush these together? Yeah, my, we'll smush oh, one these of, together. Yeah. So I'll have another one, one Yeah. Another one that I had that I wasn't going to actually do is a lot of the movie feels disjointed in nature and theme. Well, they totally reshot that... it. They had extensive reshoots for this movie. Oh, see, I didn't remember know that, when the trailer makes... came out and then the movie came out and none of the trailer scenes were in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I don't laughs> this movie is famous that. for going through oh. expensive and extensive reshoots. Okay, because I could tell. Then I, I picked. I, I just felt it. It was weird at times. Sometimes the movie flowed really well and scenes feel really natural. Mm. But other times you're like, "What? This is just odd," mm. and it kind of takes you out of it for a bit. Yeah. Um. And a, a lot of the dialogue just seems like it was placed in there for quips. Yeah. And and you know I I wrote a bunch down because you know when they're talking naturally, a lot of the times it's good. And there are even some good scenes like. On, I think, the flight to Edo, where they're being like, uh, what are they saying? Like, they're, uh, uh, not not Ray, Jin is like, <laughs> hey, um, I saw the plans, you gotta believe me. And everyone's like, I believe, you know, and mm. they're like, they're not gonna believe you. That was a good scene with good dialogue. <sighs> but then there's that that one specifically, You're, I, there's a bad one in a plane also coming back that when they're all yelling and he, uh, he uh, Jin says something like, you went to go kill my father, and, you know, um, hold on, I have the quote somewhere, mm-hmm. I have a lot of notes. I know, I, the whole time I watched this movie, and I think, like, I really liked the movie the first time I watched it, and then the second time I watched it, once I was used to the stunning visuals, and Vader, and all that, and now I'm p- paying more attention to the dialogue, I'm like, this dialogue is actually kind of bad. And now that I've yeah. seen it for a third time, I'm like, oh, this dialogue is actually terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this is not how people would talk in the world. It makes me even wonder how... Even the Star Wars universe. Yeah, even the Star Wars universe. I mean, it's so just hev- like dead and full of exposition and yeah. like not natural at all. It's just people rambling on and on to each other and not really reacting to what they're saying. They're just like, oh, like you have Tarkin who's like, uh, most unfortunate about the security breach. After many setbacks and delays, now this. We've had word of rumors circulating through the city. Mm -hmm. Apparently you've lost a rather talkative 
cargo pilot. If the Senate gets wind of our project, countless systems will flock to the rebellion. And then Krennic says, I will not fail. It's like, <laughs> what? Are you guys yeah. even talking to each other? Like, this is not dialogue. This is just weird. And it's because you have probably the Tarkin guy doesn't even exist and they're just CGIing it. Yeah. And Krennic probably said that to someone else in some other scene and they're like compositing them together. And it's just weird. And the whole movie is like that. The dialogue is yeah. bizarre. And, and so there's... many times they said, Imperial, your father was an Imperial science officer. It's like, what? An Maybe Imperial they science officer? Who talks they like thought, that? Yeah, they thought people would forget. You know, there's that scene, um, there's more than one kind of prison. And he was talking about, like, he, oh, he yeah, locked up. Oh, yeah, it was up, so bad. Right, but there was... Um, you carry yours with you wherever you yeah, go. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, bad. Like, platitudes... And so I don't many... need, yeah, platitudes is going, I don't need luck. I have you. Well done. Yeah. You're a rebel now. Mm. Um, there's like a whole bunch of them, man. And it just, and... you know, and then uh, you uh, saw is like, you would f- be fine with seeing the Imperial flag. It's not a problem if you don't look up. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of, yeah, really that made no dialogue sense, made that... no sense at all. And was borderline embarrassing. That, well, now that you, you mention it, up thing yeah. is it feels like bad. it was written for quips in a trailer. Now that you mention it, now I don't think it was because it doesn't. Well, sound I like... mean, they totally retconned everything that was in the trailer, <laughs> much to fans' yeah. confusement because people really. There was a lot right. of like stormtroopers storming the beach scenes that mm-hmm. were in the trailer that were just cut, and you wow. you try. And those one, are like good scenes. Too. I, they were incredible visually, anyway. But, you know, Star Wars not was used... suffering from this. They yeah. had these directors that came in and then the executive team fired them and brought new directors in and did all kinds of reshoots. Wow. It happened with Solo, too. And I'm not used to people sticking around when things go bad. Welcome home. <laughs> and then she goes, may the force be with us. Like, she's just a rebel now. Like, you've never said that in your life. <laughs> like, I I, I, and I don't blame the actors or anything. I think the direction, I think, like you said, if there were reshoots, they had to, like, throw an exposition to make the plot make sense. And then right. they were like, well, we don't have anything to say. So say some catchy thing that somebody might remember. Right. I think the tragedy of this movie is I don't think anyone really cared about any of these characters. I don't think anyone cared about the themes of this movie or the dialogue. I think the only people that cared are the ones that wanted to make this movie visually stunning. And well, they did a very good they job. They did an incredible job. And you can see the passion there. But I don't think anyone else really gave two craps. And it's really um, unfortunate because this movie had so much potential yeah. and delivered a lot. You can a see lot, a lot. Yeah, I, the potential. I have a positive review movie. of this movie. This is just one of this. Probably I have worst, an worst. unfortunately lukewarm to negative. Oh, I like I like this movie, this movie. despite like, its flaws. I definitely the, like it. All the character arcs are bad. There's no character. The Some don't even have horrible. arcs. Yeah. It makes no sense. And then, like they did, poor. Um, what's his face dirty um saw Guerrera dirty when he's just like oh i i'm giving up like i'm not running anymore well, he, he wasn't gonna make it to the ship that's fine there was <laughs> no way he could ship. his hobbling butt to the ship not a chance they would have all died if they waited for him and he knew it Oh, give me a break. Did, did, See, I think Krennic cared. I think he had a very good performance. It was over the top. Oh, Krennic, I think, I, was awesome. He yeah. was one of... Krennic and the robot. Um, what's the robot's K2. name? K2. 
Tuso. Yeah. Uh, those two performances were very, very good. And actually, the voice actor of K. Tuso, for all you um, uh, Firefly fans out there, uh, he played like a similar comic relief character. Have you seen Firefly? Ages ago. Yeah, he played one of the more comic relief characters in Firefly, and he was incredibly good. And he did a, the voice actor did a great job with that character. And that, you know, that character, it's hard to do a comic relief character well for me without it seeming like tropey or embarrassing. Yeah. No, the uh, comic relief in this was good. very good. Yeah, yeah it was like, very good. In Solo, I thought the comic relief of like the robot that became the Millennium Falcon was kind of embarrassing and kind of, um, Oh man, what's that word? Cringy. It, it, it cringy, but also, I felt like Disney was kind of, um, you know, not like virtue signaling, but they were doing that kind of vibes with that weird. Uh, I've character. only seen it once. I, gotta, uh, I just I remember being like Star Wars. I think we saw it together. We saw it in theaters together. We did. We saw it in Dolby Atmos too. Um, yeah. A lot of people complained about that movie being dark, but we saw it in Atmos, which I guess. Oh, yo, you mean like visually dark, and it yeah, wasn't. Yeah. It looked it looked really good. Yeah, actually. it looked really good, but we saw it in Atmos, which is known yeah. for having like really dark darks, you know. So you can and bright see, brights. Yeah, you can see more shades of black in Atmos. But anyway, not here to talk about Solo, but just to say that I thought the robot character in Solo was very cringy. Mm-hmm. But the robot, like the comic relief robot character in was on one point. was on point. Yeah, very yeah. good. And saw, what was it, Forrest Whitaker? He yeah. did a great job. He was like a crazy He was underused, underused. I know, but he... he you could tell were, he fell yeah. victim to the re-edits. Uh, yeah, but there were definitely stand-up performances and good dialogue at times. Look, but then no, sometimes the only it, good dialogue were the two memes that we got, which no, is lies, I disagree. Deceptions <laughs> is great. No. And then what are we blind? <laughs> Deploy the garrison. Those are the only two that good I bits of disagree. dialogue in the There's whole some, movie. No, and everything no. else is bad. <laughs> no, no, yes, definitely yes. not. Definitely, you're so. crazy. No. Those are the only two I good things. The rest, it could have been a silent movie. Which just... Oh, here's another one. Here's one of my worst ones. I know okay. I'm defending it, but here's the worst one is you could see it's totally ADR where Jin is addressing the um, the council of oh, that rebels. Scene looks so stupid. It was so that's I really like that scene no. up until she became the leader of it. Up until she became the leader, and then it made no sense. You hear in the background somebody go, um, "What is she proposing?" Let the girl speak. <laughs> yeah, I remember and I'm that. like, no, no, this is so stupid. <laughs> yeah, but up until so then, bad. like the it's back like and forth, a high yeah, school was, play bad. <laughs> yeah, let the girl speak. Yeah, what but is she the, proposing? <laughs> I, I the back and that. forth between the actual leaders was pretty good, and I enjoyed. I was like, oh, this no. is cool. This is. I'll watch it again. You po- they, watch it again. I watched it yesterday. Look, the politics are. It's interesting to see rebels like. At odds with each st- other, some being too aggressive, some being too risk averse, and that is interesting to see. I will give you that, but I think you're putting more into it than is actually there. I'm not. No, I'm not, because it switches to horrible very quickly. <laughs> but I think there is a, a part of it that is fun, and that's the thing. Like uh, one of my other problems. Oh, we'll get we'll get to that next. But that's my my uh, other uh, worst. Yeah, that's but, a good one. We both had that one, so I only have one yeah. left with worst, but so we'll get to it later. You did a good job um, with that one, and I agree. You can point to any line of dialogue yeah. in this movie, and it's just mm-hmm. bad, except for lies. 
deceptions. <laughs> Which, you know, Forrest Whitaker earned his paycheck. They did not pay him enough to say that. And then, you know, like, what, are we blind? I love that. You know, so. like, don't let your aspirations choke you. Oh, that's you. lame. That it's was so... Lame. Like, they gave Darth Vader a pun. It's really... I it's know, so it's pretty stupid. lame. <laughs> so stupid. Like, And they did him... I know they did the suit like that on purpose, but, like, they could have turned I, up... I was okay with the suit. Eh... Uh, it could, it, they should have made it look more like the episode three suit. You know, it was a little hokey. And I, I know that that was kind of on purpose, but I didn't love it. The lights weren't even flashing. <laughs> right. I know it, but I'm fine. with I, I Again, I loved seeing the retro look in like that a was too retro. It looked, his helmet was like plastic. I liked it. Just like I liked Puppet right. Yoda in the uh, in the sequel movies as well. Well, I like Puppet Yoda. I I would agree with that, but let's be... I don't know. I think that's different. And that's more... Yeah. Yeah, so... Exactly. And then, I I mean, I could go into how all these character arcs are unresolved and and stupid and There's, like, not even character arcs. that may be a conversation for another day. Like, Jin Erso's arc is just embarrassing. Cassian Andor's arc is... Well, it doesn't make any sense. It It, flips crazily. It it makes no sense at all. But, you know what? Let's just all chalk that up to screenplay... And that is a worst that yeah. we both share. I think it's time to talk about more positives for this movie. And the positive I want to make sure we say is obviously Darth Vader. Darth Vader okay. for me is a best. The Interesting. Vader, just seeing Vader kick butt in the modern like day. Ridiculously. Like ridiculously, yeah. Was worth the price of admission to see that movie in theaters. That yeah, scene hands alone. Down. I agree was worth the price of admission. It was so cool to see him just wrecking a bunch of people because in the original trilogy, it's like he's clunky. He can't do anything. He, like, you don't see the danger that he really yeah. wields. The good part is he sticks to that style, though. Yes. He still walks they did clunky. They incredible swing, job yeah, bringing it's him great. into the modern To life, age. really. Yeah. Every creative decision they made from a visual Visually. standpoint was... Knocked out of the park, yeah. including Vader, which could have so easily gone Scr- yeah. uh, some wrong way. But they understood really the limitations like of the Darth Vader character back in the day and brought that into his mannerisms and fighting style and stuff when yeah. they could show him off in the modern day. And there's just something about the way they carried that over and the things they chose to keep and the things they chose to modernize that makes it look like totally bought in and honest and believable and true to the original trilogy while also being like, man, I want to see more Vader. Can we get a Vader show or movie, please? So we can see You're more right. of Vader just being absolutely Just insane. wrecking things. Because we need to understand exactly how far ahead Vader is in terms of power from everyone else in the galaxy. I think that's such an, an important thing to get a perspective on. And, and it's just ridiculously moments, cool. It like, looks great. Helps with that, and it just looks gorgeous. Like when that red, red lightsaber turns on, yeah. and it's all like foggy in there, mm-hmm. and you just know how screwed mm-hmm. all these rebel troopers mm-hmm. are. Yeah, the mm-hmm. retro sirens going off. It's great. Like I, the saber every, yeah. going through the guy through the door, through and you the see door. the perspective <laughs> of the door, and you're like, oh damn! Like yeah. Vader's killing these people, like slaughtering them. And part of it was a little like it was a little hokey, but I really like the help us. Yeah, but, help, but you know it's 
stark works. like how yeah. stark of a thing is that from yeah. the beginning of a new hope where he just walks through the door and well, is like looking right, around and can that. barely yeah. even like move his shoulders <laughs> he's just kind of like and he's like yeah. kicking a body like yeah. it's hard to imagine that seconds before that he was like throwing people around with the force and dodging all the bullets with his lightsaber getting to see him in his like hydration tank was cool getting to see him in mustafar was cool i loved all of those moments and <laughs> yeah, i wish we got I, I mean, more of it it is a little silly that he lives in a lava palace but you know i'm i'm in if you're I going all like in it. i go all in yeah well i get it from like in. a lore he wants to remember the that gives that place gives him rage and anger and it's i'm sure he picked that for a canon reason yeah it's too. something to do with the wills right like you yeah know, I was, I think there's a lot to it there's um but it's he's got a lava fortress if if anybody would it's darth vader it's cool. so and i I'm like in. seeing him in the in the water tank and his little mm -hmm. minion like comes in and he's yep. all kind of freaky looking. get some imperial guard uh, yeah. guards hanging around too no every that looks fantastic so that kind of works into um i'm not sure it kind of works into both of my bests mm. but i'll i'll do one of them i was going to actually save this one for last okay. but um i'll throw it in with this one so i think the entire ending is the best, mm. uh, is one of my best. Mm -hmm. Up until, um, I think it was right after they stopped talking on the, the talking, of course, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> right after they stopped talking <laughs> on the satellite tower. Yeah. Like they sent it and they were like, all right, now let's go. And then Jin is like trying to go like kick his dead body, mm -hmm. Krennic's dead body. And he's like, no, no. I'm like, no one would do that. And so after that, I think it be the movie becomes just like the best it is the entire time. Oh, there's definitely. pretty much yeah. Definitely. There's pretty much no talking. There's a lot of <laughs> really <helps>. scenic <laughs> shot. Yeah, scenic shots. You have the Darth Vader thing. You have some um, not Admiral Akbar, but you have a bunch of getting the plans, movement. There's a lot of action. It's really hectic. There's a, a score over it, very melancholy. You get the laser, more stuff on the beach. Uh, it, that it's just watching the last like fifteen minutes of the movie is like a pleasure. It really is. Yeah, I totally agree. The last sequence, like even like the battle stuff, like where you that cutoff you described is where it's definitely the best. But even like the twenty minutes before that of all the battle scenes on the beach, I love those two, and yeah. it's by oh, I agree, far for sure. the best part of the movie for sure and i'm just gonna say my last best because it links so well with this and my last best which may seem kind of ironic but you gotta or like yeah ironic i guess is the sheer hopelessness achieved in this movie the the amount of yeah. hopelessness that you feel in these ending sequences before you get to princess leia is incredibly heavy and they went for it also which yeah, i was that's part of also why very it ending impressed for me. with it's like mm -hmm. are we gonna kill off all of our main characters yes oh my this God, is we something are. star wars <laughs> you would have never seen star wars do yeah. you'd never see disney do take the leap of having all of these characters with some like pretty a-list talent and killing every single one forrest whitaker mad mickelson um ben mendelson and eat man you kill them all you kill the Everyone. comic relief you kill your main female lead it's like wow 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 mm -hmm. wow and as much as i rag on the screenplay and the dialogue and all this the one thing that they did an exceptional job on was this idea of 
Rebellions are built on hope. And I don't think you can appreciate that as much without all of this hopelessness and dread and see exactly how much suffering all these lives, entire families reduced to nothing. They never got to spend time together. They never got to live old lives. They never got to live the lives they wanted. It's just all gone just so that the plans to the Death Star can be handed off. Not even guaranteeing that that just would ever a little amount floppy to anything. Disc. Yeah. But it's just the amount of lives They died lost. not even knowing that somebody picked up the signal. Right. Vader could have intercepted yeah. it right away. Yeah. Like, the signal could have never even made it. There could have yep. been like a, you know... Like, the computers maybe could have need to be restarted, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, any sort of thing could have possibly gone wrong. But just the amount of sacrifice and hopelessness. And also, what I love to see here is exactly how much it takes to fight the Empire and the resources that the to Empire has. To fight the good fight, yeah. To fight that fight. Guy. They did a very successful job of communicating all of that. And it brings new context into Absolutely. the original trilogy, which is all this movie really set out to do and they nailed it so for that i give them incredible props so this whole idea of hope the whole idea of this movie is to make us feel as hopeless as possible so when we get to a new hope Mm -hmm. we get to appreciate it even more than we did before knowing how much it costs just to get to that moment and then exactly what odds they are up against too really that was yeah you couldn't have put that better. The context of this movie and the themes of it really, it's it like you said, it shows it's kind of where a lot, some like bad batch stuff, some of the end of the clone Wars stuff, it gets like, Hey, this is what war is like. This is, well, not it's star Wars war, you know, it's not, you know, a documentary, but mm-hmm. um, it's like this, this is the stuff that happens. All of these things to transition into just, like think about the original trilogy like the dark one of that was empire strikes back and that was not a very dark movie all of the the original trilogy and the rest of the movies are mostly on the surface very light and fun some of the themes of the prequels are much darker but on the surface everything is very light and this movie is like mm-hmm. hey this is the stuff that you don't usually see cuz you're palling around with luke and leia and han and they bad stuff happens to them but nothing this bad so I really like the context of everything showing you like just like you said you put it perfectly all of this like the back end stuff that you don't see that people like they talk about it in the bad batch and the clone wars destroying lives planets in ruin and that's one of the reasons why some separatist planets left it wasn't because they were Sith it's because their lives were horrible uh, and this is you know part of war where you see yeah, like you said, everybody dies. Yeah. Like hugging each other while they just look at a nuke to death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like wow, that is some next yeah. level stuff. And it would have been so easy to have Not them do escape and get involved in a romance or anything like that. But it never went there. It was like, well, you're here, and we're both gonna die. So it's like, and it didn't go to a romance. It kind it of was just not. like, well, we're so comrades in arms. We're going to yeah. console each other and just get blown up. You incredibly know, incredibly well I, Yeah, and I, I think <laughs> incredibly blown up. And I think uh, I would like to see more of stuff like this. Yes, I agree. I, I the, applaud the, the them idea for that, that a character can to, die. Yeah, 
you know you and never even think when like you know you have the mon calamari guy being like uh, may the force be with you rogue one like knowing that they are all like it's like yeah you're dead, I actually, guys. <laughs> it was i think i only the end of this movie also like you, it get, gave you the feels like yeah. you wouldn't like there i yeah. think maybe because it went gin, there yeah, the Jin um, Galen conversation when he's dying a little bit, but I think that was just because it was like a father daughter thing. It was, you know, like how yeah, do you I not feel so? Even that if the di- <laughs> I didn't care about that. <laughs> Cold hearted. I was Charles. like, of course he's gonna die, and like, yeah, but it makes like, you feel a little. It's like his daughter. It's like, I don't do you, know. Like, do you hate your dad or do you love your dad? Like, what you can't like? What the okay. hell is this? <laughs> I am not a soulless monster, and I felt a little there. She was talking but... like crap about him up until he. Died died like <laughs> right but that's what i'm saying when they're actually together that goes away but that's i felt a little i'm not saying it was written they're great, together but... for like two seconds and he's dying in her arms it's like the most <laughs> melodramatic thing you could possibly construct no the end scene. of the movie was the most <laughs> melodramatic thing that you could find like, but but daughter, it was done better it's so good to see you for the last <laughs> time Ugh. you're like he literally went Ugh. <laughs> like died in, in like a dramatic, like oh, bad Shakespeare way. It was like give me a they. Break. Well, look at Krennic. He was just bad Shakespeare all over the place. But and I that's loved it. just all to say my last good, which is the yeah. hopelessness. Hopelessness achieved. This movie is depressing as hell, and I. But applaud, it leaves you with a glimmer I of hope. Applaud Disney for go exactly. It makes yeah. the hope that much more valued and that much more appreciated yeah. and gives it that much newer perspective because like i said rebellions are built on hope so let's drag you through the gauntlet of all this hopelessness so that you just know what it takes to earn that right. new hope so title. you get one you see one little glimmer and that gives you the power and the the will to take another step which is i think what they were kind of saying i i think this movie was executed poorly mm. but the theme and context is really good like there was the that theme scene of where I, hope all the other right. themes no no the theme of hope. like you know that little speech she gave her like we'll make it to the beach and we'll take one more step and one yeah, more step yeah, like yeah. that relates that was to almost all of this. something <laughs> right it was almost something i'm saying it was executed poorly but the hope theme going through it where it's like hey we do this it's horrible everybody hates their lives it sucks one tiny success mm. maybe we could do it let's keep going yeah horrible 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 Agree. And that is the only thing, and I think it was ex- it could have been executed. Yeah, like better, I don't think this is it, a I bad movie. It. I think if if I'm sound if I'm sounding hypercritical right now, it's because I saw so much potential in this yeah. movie. And saw I think that's yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, he has had the most talk about squandered potential. Saw Guerrero so much potential. Deceptions. Every what day. Was it? it wasn't Kalima. What was the? Mo- I love how he says the monster. Oh, don't I even have Kalima? Kalima, and it's not because that's um every... that's Indiana Jones. Kalima, 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 yeah, Kalima. <laughs> the, 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 that's the Han Solo connection, but <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, don't get me going on all, on all that stuff. He he he's a, he would have snuck on to my best if only he was in there more and didn't just randomly yeah. get written off and all these other weird. If he, if he didn't feel like shoehorned into the movie, he would have been a best, a top three best for sure. But yeah. if he, and the only reason he'd make a top best is for the memes alone. 
just because like he looks crazy, he talks crazy, that he says I, the crazy yeah, he things. He goes all in on the crazy, and I love it. Oh yeah, I, lo- I loved it too. I, I, like truth I, and lies, <laughs> so much more lies every day. Kalima knows it all. <laughs> he will make you go mad. <laughs> yeah. The side effect, unfortunately, one may lose their mind. <laughs> That's well done. That is well done. That's the best impression I think I've ever heard you do. Ever. And I, I'm horrible at all impressions. <laughs> I love that one. Well done. I got, done. I got a good well song of rare. It's the well only done. thing I can do. Well, and like a ha- well, only a handful hey, of people gonna do, actually. do one, you know, hey, Saw this, yeah. is the one. <laughs> the unfortunate side effect is that one tends... To lose one's mind. <laughs> Poor, like I couldn't tell you the names of any of these characters. Boar Gullet, the Boar Gullet tentacles. Yeah, Jin. I don't know Jin, her name. Galen, not Poe. Um, Tuso. N- not Poe. Not Poe is uh, Andor. Not Kelrissian. Or so. What the hell's his first name? Cal. No. Oh my God! There's it's Andor. Cassian Andor. Cassian Andor. Not Mister Not Poe. Yeah. I don't know either of the Force guys. I K2 do. Too so. Yeah. These names. Stink. Well, that's an. I really did like um, the Guardian stuff. They were really. Uh-oh. I, I like them quite a bit. This is awkward. <laughs> you don't like them? My third You're and final ch- worst is actually the one Churit. Imway, the oh blind guy. God. Oh my god! He's one of my worst. God, it's you're odd insane. Take, you're a crazy third, person. He's my third uh, for my worst. Why? Just I because will, he had I'll a couple of too why. many snippets? Well, first of all, he falls so deep into these weird Asian tropes that it makes it, it's just uninspired. I find his character to be very, very uninspired and mm. just bad. And this whole like. I'm with the force and I'm one with the force and the force is with me and repeating that over and over again and being blind and being like doing crazy martial arts and like walking through. He was force sensitive, Charles. It's weird. It's weird. No, he's force sensitive. That they cast an Asian guy to do it is also weird. And that's the other thing. This guy is Eat Man. Have you ever seen the Eat Man? Yes. It was an homage to that. He is so good in those movies. And you're like, wow, he's going to be in this movie. And then they just made him some weird stereotype guy in this movie that didn't do anything and resulted that's not in nothing. St- I, I don't know if that's stereotyping. They may as well not have written him. It's it's he was a waste of space. Unfortunately, I like, disagree. I love the actor and I see the potential. They tried to bring in the wills and kyber crystals and the temples and all these other things, which I'm a big fan of and I'm all about it. Like the Guardians of the Wills, I'm very interested, but it was just super, like uninspired and bland. That's I think that's a crappy worst. You th- you think I that's think a they're bad way take? worse. Than- Look, I I don't know. I agree with a bunch of the stuff you're saying, but to go to it's one of your top three. Look, worsts. I don't have a lot of worsts. Like the dialogue and the deep fakes are really my only two genuine worsts, and there's just a bunch of other stuff that I have. I think, with. and I think I the th- reason I put this is because uh, I had so much hope for this he was, actor right, that's Donnie fair, Yen that's and that's this fair. character that to just see it be this bland, like 
stereotypical trope of a character that you could have That's easily fair. just written out of the movie. And he got a bunch of those stupid one-liners. Yeah, that, uh, and they know, were and, and, but down. like this. Guy, I think that was screenplay problem, though. I, like, I honestly think they didn't know what to do with him and just wrote the most generic thing they could think of. Is, mm. is I don't think they wanted to. Yeah, but I like the back and that. forth between the two guys. And I like that—that's one of the things. That's the things like, I, that's the prison you carry in your mind wherever you go. Like that's yeah, what well, he that, was reduced down to saying stupid yeah, crap like that the whole movie. And you're like, this is so sad because the idea of being a guardian of the wills is so cool, and like the yeah. fact that you got Eat Man to play this guy. Is I also a always huge thought it was IP Man. <laughs> I didn't know it was Eep. Eep Man. I thought it was IP. Eep Man. You've I've seen like or I think Man. three of those. <laughs> yeah. Eep Man. No, he's awesome, and th- yeah. that movie's awesome. I'm, I've seen one of those I've, in the theater. I think theater. I've seen the first two. I haven't seen any of the others. I think I th- saw three in the theater. Mm. But yeah, that was like you know a huge deal, and then to have him on. Well, I mean that's that's a little bit of a bigger problem. Like and nobody then, is given a real arc or a real backstory, yeah, and you yeah. really don't care about anybody. So I guess they could have cut the cast in half, and just developed more of the actual characters right like, and they tried so hard to make he's blind but he can like do all the things well they needed a force sensitive in a star wars movie and they did not want to do that yeah the only funny thing the only reason it was funny that they made him blind was when they put the hood over his head when they took that was, him to yeah, see was, he's like are you kidding me i'm was blind <laughs> but i like the idea of an, a non-jedi force sensitive i, I think like that cool i did thing. too and i like the idea of someone who's so in tune with the force that they don't need to like see i i think that's interesting yeah. too kind of like a daredevil and of, they don't the get force. caught up in the whole <laughs> jedi malarkey that we've talked yes. about quite a bit yes i think I, here's the thing i agree there's i mean just like the whole movie there's so much potential yeah, and that look wasn't this exactly, is me grasping uh, at straws i yeah. like your criticism of of my worst is fair my criticism of your criticism uh, yeah like <laughs> to say this is like that's one yeah. of your top three if anything it speaks to my opinion of this movie which is that look there's not that much that's bad about this movie this is a good movie my issue yeah. with this like all the character arcs are bad and squandered and that comes from the screenplay which is horrible and the deep fakes are just creepy to say anything else about this movie is like a worst I just I don't feel that strongly about anything else in this movie that's an yeah. obvious worst. It's just I see these characters and I see them being squandered and not going anywhere and being dumb. Like, oh, you you get freaking Mads Mikkelsen, an incredible, incredible actor. And you're just like, oh, you're the imperial science officer. I have your family. It's like, oh, well, I, uh, I always loved you, daughter. Uh. <laughs> it's like, give me a break. It, like, it's so dumb. It's just squandered, squandered, squandered. Uh, yeah, For two hours squandered. and 15 minutes of watching this, you're like, squandered, squandered, squandered. Oh, really cool last 30 minutes of crazy action and depression. Uh, and then it ends. So that's just the movie for me. But it's, yeah. it's, it's fortunate that it's really fun to look at. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would recommend this movie as, like, don't take it too seriously. You know, if you want to watch this with friends, you know, it's – I don't love saying it's a dumb, just popcorn movie. But I do think there is a benefit, and there are movies that are like that, not just – 
because there are movies that are, people call popcorn movies and they just are bad and they have no redeeming qualities and you're like just turn your brain off and watch it yeah no i, I don't get behind that all the time but there are movies that are kind of dumb maybe there are the screenplay elements aren't perfect but right. there's enough to them that they're right. it's still a good movie there's something and I think to that, be said about the yeah. movie going experience and star wars has always yeah. captured that yeah. in the best possible way for movie fans. Look at some of the Marvel movies. Some of those are not good. Yeah. But you know what? You can watch them and enjoy them because yes. they're like written well enough. There's nothing totally stupid. Yeah. And I, you know, and then you have a great time watching it. And I think I have a good time watching this. I have a positive um, review of this, and I think it kind of falls into that character uh, category. Um, people give me hate for loving Pacific Rim, but I think that falls in that category too. Oh, I love Pacific Rim. I, it's, I, I freaking love Pacific and Rim. And you, you, what's funny about this movie? And it's uh, so One, dumb. Yeah. Oh, it, that that, that <laughs> movie is dumb, but it knows it's dumb, and it yes, actually it comes off it. kind of smart because of that. Because it knows it's it, so dumb. Yeah. yeah. Put it's way too well polished and funny and and yeah. stuff like that. But, oh, it's super popular. And the character arcs in that are actually good, even if they are well, super oh. tropey. <laughs> I've always said that if this, yeah, honest. if Pacific Rim was the first movie you ever saw, it would <laughs> blow your mind because it has all the tropes, it has all the cliches, yes. and you're like, oh my God, he was sick. I think if Rogue oh. One was willing to embrace more of that side of itself, the characters would have done a lot better. But whatever, yeah. we're... we're Who's to say, like, what they were able to achieve, like, there's tons of moving parts. Pacific Rim We're talking is about thousands of people's livelihoods and employment and a huge... Future episode. A, few, a huge business that's being run. You have executives breathing down your neck. The fact that they were able to make Rogue yeah. One from all of that pressure, absolutely it's incredible. It's kind of unreal. Yeah. And no one could you have done the mouse, it better. Man. Seriously. You, got the you mouse have the on mouse, your you shoulder. have extensive reshoots, you have all this pressure, you have big wheels of enterprise turning and you're able to create this beautiful looking movie and almost always i say the music is the best the music is nothing in this movie is fine like this yeah this like, the, mm -mm. it's there's no screen swipes there's no like title crawl there's it, it was not an episode it didn't even have to it lean on that yeah. stuff which i always like seeing like the bang and seeing the crawl mm -hmm. always gives me chills and they didn't even do, like they didn't even rely on that to deliver on this they did yep. something new and they delivered and i always like that about this yep. movie i don't want to watch it too much because i, I don't want to learn more and more about the dialogue and real and like make more connections as to how like oh that never did go anywhere that really was a stupid thing that she said like i don't want to put this movie <laughs> under a microscope because i'm gonna find more stuff that's like uninspired and goes nowhere and i don't think there's any point in that but i do love looking at it and i always love when like clips come up on youtube and like or like screen stills from the movies come yeah. up like they always look great i would love some of these like as a wallpaper or oh, not, yeah. Like, oh yeah oh yeah you know this some of the planet is probably visually the best looking movie i do love the way the last jedi looks also that's a beautiful looking movie mm, too it doesn't look as good but as this, this movie think. yeah this movie captures a lot of the vintage nature of and just cool sci-fi cool like, i just love like star seeing Wars space. the mechanics inside the death star you know like the grid kind of mm -hmm. graphs with the red trajectory yeah. that looks super 80s but yeah somehow, i said like, that earlier just yeah, super sure. vibrant like i just love that so and you're like they have all this stuff but this is like they don't even have an lcd screen right 
Right. I know, I know. Uh, but but they, yeah, they you're right. It. The sound design was pretty good, and the score was underwhelming, yeah. but it wasn't a Star Wars episode. It was a Star yeah. Wars story. And I think that was a, a cool choice to make instead of just shoehorning music in to make you feel something. They actually didn't yeah, do that, yeah, which, they is, didn't a, try to which is a good move. too much of the traditional... As the guys in Red Letter Media would say, it broke new ground. <laughs> ATST. <laughs> oh God, we'll leave that at that. <laughs> well, I mean, now that we're on the topic, uh, what do you think about the fan service? I think it was tastefully done in this. I think at some point it's a bit indulgent, like they resurrected so many of these weird mm-hmm. characters for no reason, but. I mean, why make this movie if you're not going to do that? Yeah. I, I think the whole this whole movie hinges on the fact that it's an immediate prequel to A New Hope. So if you're not going to have a lot of these characters, what's the point? And I do like the mention of kyber crystals and the wills. And well, uh, yeah, that's I, I'm talking. That's like plot stuff. Like, did we know like that the Death the Star was powered guys? by kyber crystals before this movie? If you were like super lore heavy, yes. That was I think. that like canon before this. I believe it was because, um, I think so. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I don't think that broke new ground, as one would say. Mm. But I, I'm talking, you know, like I, I'm under a very similar opinion about the fan surface as you. Uh, it didn't. None of it was cringy, which I really liked. It was kind of you could cu- cut out some for time, like Tarkin, the Cantina guys, yeah, um, you know, stuff like that. But it was done tastefully. Nothing made you go, "Oh, they did that," and you know, it, people enjoyed it. But you could have cut uh, at some time. The, out movie, of the movie was too long. They yeah. definitely should have cut it down to an hour and a half. There's no need for any of that stuff in the beginning. Honestly, uh, cut it all and move this along but well also some of the like the bigger scenes that could have cut to like that whole like five minute scene on the way back from uh ito where they're yelling at each other and she's like oh you went to kill him and she's like oh you can't talk your way out of this yeah. i don't have to like, yeah and like, then Jin, even like the whole scene where it's like how much time do we need to spend with you like looking at all the hard drives and picking the one that yeah that was that's boring. the, the Stardust. Oh, that's what he called yeah. me. Also, then, why oh, have I'm a safe if you could just walk and in there? It's like a really bizarre fight scene where, you know, the villain yeah. has a clear line of sight and is just shooting them and and they're like holding but on. But how did he and... get there? That's supposed to be a safe, too. They had to lock the safe door. Why didn't everybody come in through there? I don't know. It, so yeah. it's like that whole like it was too much. I'm not saying cut There's, all of it, yeah. but cut most of it. Like there was a flashback scene where Jin is like remembering her time in the hole and remembering some. You could have cut that whole thing. Yeah, but I yeah. do like the beginning. The beginning is beautiful. The beginning is fine. Yeah, shot on location, really yeah. good looking. It's, it's stunning. And then again, you have Ben Mendelsohn as Krennic being like a farmer, really a man of yeah, your he's talent. Great, man, he's just the, like I love. Yeah. He's good. He's if you ever see um, Bloodline, he's so good in that, too. No, I, I'm actually going to look for some other stuff he's in. Watch Bloodline yeah. on Netflix. He's so good in that. And I it think felt like he was like trying was to channel his inner had. Christoph Waltz. Oh, for sure. Like him, like him, Christoph Waltz, and Ian, even um, Ian Fleming, who plays the Emperor. Like, all of those guys. Uh, the Emperor's name is Ian Fleming? Isn't it? Or did I make that, that up? Isn't that the guy that wrote James Bond? Oh, is it? I'm pretty sure. Nah. Maybe they have the same name. Maybe they're the same guy. Oh, 
No, I know that's not true. I think Ian Fleming is dead. Uh, I'm going to look up the actor's name because maybe I did confuse them. But all those guys, they knew what... Ian McDermott. That's right. That's <laughs> obviously right. Ian Fleming wrote James Bond. Ian McDermott played the Emperor in all the Star Wars movies. And they all knew what kind of movie they were in and embraced the cheese and hands. In the prequels, up. too? Same guy? That can't be. Yeah, it's the same guy. As in, like, the OT? Yes. Hello? That's crazy. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? He's the only one that's ever played Palpatine, ever. That's awesome. I didn't know that. I just He's kind appeared of in every film of the prequel trilogy, as well as Return of the Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Wow. That's really cool. Yep. So, he's the guy... And uh, he's very talented, and his name is Ian McDermott, which I knew the whole time. And Ian Fleming died in 64, <laughs> before any of this business happened. But you know who starred in an Ian Fleming uh, adaptation? Christopher Lee, who played Dooku, who was an apprentice to the Emperor, yep. who's played by Ian McDermott. So we've come Do you full know- circle. Do you know who he was? He was the man with the golden gun. We had this conversation on the oh, show. Oh, we did. Yeah, I guess we did. <laughs> yes, what we was did. it? Salamanca. Salamanca. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, something Salamanca. But yes. That was a Roger Moore movie? That one wasn't yeah, super that was Roger great, Moore, if I remember. The man yeah. with the golden gun. But it had um, the guy with the... Um, it had Ajab in it. No, Ajab was uh, Didn't... Goldfinger. Gold's a finger. Odd job, huh? He's the man, the man with the golden touch. <laughs> yeah, it is Goldfinger. <laughs> You're right. Of course. I know I, it's right. As you can tell, this my James Bond lore knowledge is just like a nebulous <laughs> string of words that I, are connected just by what was, how they sound. <laughs> right. What was the, uh, the connection there? Was it Ian or Fleming to Palpatine? It was just Ian, right? Ian, yeah. That was that's the crux of your. <laughs> that was this whole tangent. Yeah. He was born on August 11th, which I think is the same birthday wow. as the guy that plays Tarkin. Is that true? And I only know wow. that because I was just on. And it's one day away from Charles. Peter Cushing birthday, is three everybody. days away. Uh, Peter oh, Cushing. Oh, you're the 14th. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Peter Cushing <laughs> and Ian McDermott have the same birthday, many years apart, but. Um, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Ian McDermott died. Uh, Peter Cushing died on Ian McDermott's birthday, August 11th. Wow. That's what it was. Peter Cushing was born on May 26th, but he died on August 11th, 1994. And August 11th is Ian McDermott's birthday. So there you go. Coincidence? And Yeah, he was born in 1944. <laughs> I think so not. for his, his, um, what is that? His fiftieth birthday. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, Moff Tarkin dies. Hmm. Interesting. Suspicious. It's very suspicious. Very suspicious. Ian Fleming died of a heart attack. We are going to investigate all of these connections because there's something there. Yeah, it's. I don't believe there's no such thing as coincidences, as far as I'm concerned. So we're going to crunch these numbers, see what, figure out what they mean. But there's something here. Uh, but until then, I mean, we've said the best, we've said the worst. Rogue One, we've done it all. 
And George Lucas was born a year after Ian Fleming died. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, wait, no, that's not true. That's not even close to true. I looked at years active. <laughs> that's oh, not. I was going to say, like, wait, so George he... Lucas is younger than I thought. How does yeah. that make sense? That means he's... he's older than I thought. He was born in 1944. Well, dude, I mean, think about when A New Hope came out. I mean, a long time ago. Yeah, but he was already old for directing Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, his that. his heyday was in like the seventies. Yeah, well, the a late seventies. New long... Hope is what seventy eight. Yeah. So he was like that was a long time ago, man. An old old man, pretty much. <laughs> Sorry for any of you who are listening that are like that's not old. Which is <laughs> <laughs> fair. Uh, time is passing fast, man. I mean, even Rogue One came out so long ago now. I think about 22 years ago at this point. (laughs) That's not true. It feels like it. Rogue One. It holds up. Rogue One came out in 2016, so that was already five years ago. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. And they already pumped out four other Star Wars movies? That may have been a poor choice. Well, you know, they've kind of put the kibosh on Star Wars movies. Like, we have no idea what's coming next for Star Wars movies, and you know, I think Disney rolled the dice with Rogue One and Solo, and I think they had to go through tons of reshoots for both movies. And I, I just think they... But did they? They like, did. Like, I feel like it would have been good. They, they fired the directors for Solo and reshot the Well, that movie was, ended movie. up being bad. They reshot like, the whole movie. Right, but I feel like Rogue One's original story... I want the, the Snyder cut <laughs> of Rogue One. That's another interesting premise. I want the Snyder cut of uh, Revenge of the Sith, but anyway, I want that too. I'd yeah. watch four hours. <laughs> Me too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they rolled the dice with these movies. I don't think they ever figured it out. I don't think they could meld the minds between the creative, the amount of creative responsibility that a director needs to have versus the impact, the irreversible impact it would have on Star Wars lore. I think it was just yeah. too much for the both the creative. Why don't they get some the of the Marvel guys to, to do this? To come together. Well, the Marvel guys had the benefit of. You know, but just hire them and bringing them all in. They could have done that. Before it was super famous, like Star Wars came in already super famous. They needed to make movies fast. Like they didn't have the benefit of preparation uh, and low expectations. They could have for Marvel. No, they could have had preparation now look i they agree they to. should have applied the same formula but they didn't have the time you know they've spent billions of dollars right so instead they just Star go Wars. let's have no plan and wing it that's obviously look, not a good move i you preach into the choir but i'm just trying to bring that perspective of like this was the reality there was at some level a business decision that needed to be made there was like you know, a bunch of people's jobs on the line to get these movies made, and bottom yeah. bottom lines that needed to be met, and it just comes down to like that balance between how much time we're going to spend in development versus how much money are we going to burn. And Rogue but One did a very impressive money for the job. next hundred years. They could have, uh, yeah, Rogue One did. Rogue One did a great job, and you know, George Lucas worked on Jurassic Park's post production. I did not, but it makes sense. I mean, him and Spielberg are buddy-buddy, and they always yeah. compare notes and things like that. And so it doesn't surprise me at all that he was involved. And it just goes to show you that like, with the right visionary minds behind a Star Wars story, you can 
there's so much potential there. And I think as we go into stuff like visions where it's no lore, no holds barred kind of material, we're going to get some really creative and exciting stuff. And I hope to one day see Star Wars return to the big screen with that kind of mentality in mind. This need to deliver on this yeah. like, trilogy that somehow relates to the Skywalkers. Like, let's put all that behind us and and enter these new stories. And I have a good... Uh, I have a hope for... Speaking of hope, Ooh. for the next set of movies because I think they'll actually <laughs> take time to plan and figure yes, something well, out that's really good. The Star Wars universe They're is killing it with uh, TV, you know? So they're ki- they've, they, I think they've really taken that to heart with TV and they've put creative energy behind these stories and distance themselves from lore somewhat. I mean, they're, they're embracing it. Like with Bad Batch, we've seen that embracing of lore, but... Mm-hmm. through the lens of totally new characters in a story that is not going to affect the Skywalker saga at all. So that is what it, where, where it really counts. So I think they finally hit that stride after, you know, five years of making the movies and figuring out like what worked, what didn't work, why some of the fans are extra critical and, and how to deliver more on like responding to their criticisms. And I think they're working it out now through TV. And now that the TV has proven to be so successful, I hope once movies become a thing again, we can get a new Star Wars movie in the works. I don't want to, I hope we don't have to wait like 10 years to see a Star Wars movie. I don't think we it's will. already been a handful of years. So that's fine. Don't we? Yeah, no rush, but I hope we see one soon and I hope they don't feel the pressure to make, you it know like, what I am thing. not looking forward to. Hmm. Apparently Indiana Jones five is a thing. Oh, forget Indiana Jones. And that's coming out in 2002. Harrison nope. Ford, 2022. Right? I don't know. <laughs> He's going to be over 80 years old. <laughs> um, maybe Shia LaBeouf is not going to come back. No he, didn't way. he go crazy? No, he's still making movies. Nice. You talk about the memes. That guy's awesome with the memes. I'm a big fan of Shia. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> I like that weird thing he had with that art museum or whatever it was. Oh, he will not divide us or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like it was like a capture the flag thing. It was weird. Oh yeah, yeah, with the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this episode's gone on for long enough, and hey, wait. Just so you know, you know, Short Round became an archaeologist in Indiana Jones lore. Who's Short Round? The guy in uh, the little kid in Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah, with the baseball cap. Yep. Okay, Mr. So Jones, th- Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones, Mr. Yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, George Lucas has like deep cuts and deep lore in everything he does. Look at that! I didn't know that. And he went down to track the peacock's eye, the diamond Indy lost at the beginning of Temple of Doom. Crazy. Oh, well, Lucas is crazy. I mean, he's... Hey, short round as the. I would watch that if he was Indiana the Jones, star. Like Stephen Yuen. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. I'm all right. I'm back on board. India uh, and Indy could cameo in it. Yeah, Harrison Ford needs to be in like five minutes. Look (laughs) at the camera in disdain. Just like in uh, you know the Force Awakens, where he's just like, I want my paycheck. Look at the camera with disdain and then leave. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, he must be on some kind of contract where they can't. He has to say yes. 
<laughs> I don't think so. For Indiana Jones, there's no way he has a contract to appear in 2022 Why as an would 80-something he? year old Doesn't man. He, he is so cranky all the time. I think he negotiated a new thing and is going to yeah. cash a fat paycheck, but I don't think this was an obligation of his. <laughs> there's I'm no just way. surprised he said yes. He doesn't need any money. This is the guy that made that movie with a CGI dog right after Star Wars. He'll do anything. You'll do anything if you pay him. Uh, other out. than his like good movies, I don't know much of his acting. He's got an uh, interesting stuff. filmography, filmography for sure. Yeah, yeah he'll, he'll cash a paycheck when needed. He's got no qualms about that. He's not one of these guys who's like, "Oh, I'm going to go back and do like art house indie films, make an no." Oscar but I run. just feel like he He's has. Like, I'll do whatever. I'm going to follow the money. Well, yeah, I mean, he doesn't have to like what he's doing, but he'll follow That's the fair. money. Like he'll be an Ender's Game. Or it's like you could barely care less that he was in Ender's Game. Yeah. But, uh, you know, those kinds of It was of a good book, though. Yeah, yeah. Interesting movie enough, you know. It was fascinating yeah, it was right. to see Harrison Ford. Um, well, I love him as Han and Indy. He kills it. He rocks it. I know. When he has the... You, uh, you're not going to acknowledge the... my I know? <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Thank you. But we got to stop, man. This is it, guys. Why? Nobody's listening. Everybody's gone by now. Are we blind? Deploy the finale. <laughs> Deploy the outro Lies. music. Deception. Every day. More lies. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys. At Roger, Roger, Pod. God, we've been Let talking so long. Your best and worst. But you know what? If this was Rogue One, we'd still have like another 50 minutes to go. <laughs> so let that sink in about yeah. how long that movie was. That movie should be done right around like wrapping up. Like Vader should be kicking butt right now. That's a little short. It's a good it, hour 25, and then it's going to go on for Wait, another, no, like, five well, more minutes. It's gonna we be were talking before this. Yeah. That movie could have been an hour and a half to an hour 45. Clean. Under two hours. Easy. Hour 45. I'd give you. Easy, easy, easy. But who knows? They probably would have had to cut out Forrest Whitaker's whole, whole, whole thing. I would have been mad. Which would have been a huge loss. I would have been furious. Which, because I guess now the prequel memes, they acknowledge Rogue One as a prequel, right? Mm, I would go with it. Yeah, I think so. I think that's on the uh, agenda. I have to remember, because there was a whole thing about if Rogue One qualified for prequel memes. I think it... I, I just logically, Solo does too. They're prequels. They are. They're not like... They're not prequels in the sense that, you know, episode one, two, three, four, five, six, but they take... I think they're memeable for the prequels. Right. Why not? I think it kind of goes into both, but... And plus, I think in a couple of years, I'll watch this and be like, what the heck? And listen to the dialogue and kind of enjoy it. Yeah, I think it will fall like the prequels do. Where it's like, man, that's bad, but it's kind of funny also. You, know, you right. can get to enjoy but, it. But the good parts are very good. Oh, yeah. So I think that's a benefit to it. So that I think will last. You could watch it be like, what are they talking about? Yeah. And then go into a really cool um, fight scene, you know? Yeah. So. Or see actual beautiful on-set photography. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, what the prequels lacked in that this, I think they kind of maybe noticed. Agreed. Agreed. But for now, guys, we've reached an end. Rogue One, great movie. Lots of good stuff going on. Um, always room for improvements, of course. As Star Wars fans, we, w we wouldn't be Star Wars fans if we weren't going to criticize something. 
and act like they could have done better in something, even though it was a miracle that this is even a comprehensive movie, let alone good. <laughs> but we're going to critique no, I think it our anyway. We were fair. We were fair. We were fair. And if you agree, guys, let us know your bests. Let us know your worsts for Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, that's over on Roger Roger Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, Derek, is there anything else that we have to say before we wrap it up? I don't think so. I think we nailed it, Charles. I think we nailed it indeed. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, I'll see you on the next one. See you next time. Goodbye. Roger, Roger. Roger.